There is a brand new rom-com that drops on Disney Plus Hotstar this Friday. And boy, is it a good one. This one, based on Rebecca Searle's YA novel, When You Were Mine, asks an interesting question. Have you ever wondered what happened to Romeo's ex? As in, Romeo and Juliet, Romeo's ex. Her name is Rosalind, and if you are a Shakespeare fan, you would be familiar with the character because while she doesn't appear in the play per se, she is spoken about in the play. Mm. So she is an unseen yet incredibly important character because it is Romeo's unrequited love for Rosalind that leads him to the ball where he first sees Juliet. In William Shakespeare's version of this story, the OG version of this story, Rosalind is a bit of a plot device. In this movie, she's a real character with actual agency, and she's played by the incredible Caitlin Deaver, who is charming and funny and witty and just... I love this movie. It is so much fun. <laughs> like, this is a, a movie that knows what to do with its premise. You know what it is? I was just thinking about it. This is... This is... The Shakespeare version of Rogue One. Yes. Right? It's a story you didn't think you needed. It's a story that you never asked for. But good Lord, you're glad you have it. Because it is great. And and, and so much of it has to do with Caitlin Deaver, I think. There is this yeah. drollness to her comic delivery that is perfect. Like, it just yeah. fits this sarcastic, independent, feminist take on who... Rosalind is, right? And so, yeah. yeah. And so the story goes, and if you've seen the trailer, you'll get this. And that's pretty much where the story kicks off. Romeo's wooing Rosalind on a balcony. He's spouting fancy poetry, etc., etc. Rosalind is kind of unsure. Like, she thinks she loves Romeo's old-fashioned romanticism, but she also wants to be independent. She dreams of being a cartographer. She wants to travel the world. Of course, her father has other plans, played by the great Bradley Whitford. Her father wants to marry her off to any suitor who would want her. Because she's old at this point. Old, old, so old. Old right? already. Past yeah. marriageable age. Yeah, yeah. And so... When Romeo actually confesses his love and says, I love you, she doesn't respond because she's not sure she needs a little more time. They plan to meet at the masquerade ball. Rosalind is set up by her father to go on a date with a potential suitor, misses the ball. Romeo meets Juliet. Boom. Then you get the Shakespeare story, right? And that's where the movie starts. Where this movie kind of takes things in a different direction is, of course, Rosalind plans to sabotage Juliet and win Romeo back for herself. Also, uh, Juliet and Rosalind are cousins. Yes, as they were in the play as well. They're both Capulets. But but it becomes a bigger part in this, right? Because Rosalind is tasked with, um, how shall I say, mentoring the younger Juliet. She becomes a part of Juliet's life and in that tries to break Juliet and Romeo up. What I do like about this movie is that little plot thread isn't the mm -hmm. whole movie. In yeah. most other rom-coms, that would be the whole film, right? Because she is the wolf in sheep's clothing. She's supposed to mentor Juliet. Obviously, she's trying to lead her down the wrong path. In this movie, that's like 10 minutes of the story. Because mm. yeah. they move on from that really, really quickly. And I think that's why it's kind of clever. Because it doesn't dwell 
on those old tropes. It uses those tropes to take the story in like fun new directions. Like Rosalind's a real character here. It's someone who is written with desires, fears, insecurities, preoccupations, and all of that plays into her discovering what she wants from life. Because it's not just about her trying to win back Romeo and then the movie ending with her going, ah, well, he wasn't for me anyway. I've got this other guy. Fake out. You know, that's not it. It really does do well in subverting the expectations while not going too far off the beaten path. In the sense that it's it still follows the general what's the word i'm looking for tropes you know it's template yeah template yeah you know when rosaline first meets the new guy yeah it's very much the 10 things i hate about you kind of thing right and then when she's trying to break up romeo and juliet it feels all very familiar but in this new twist and i was laughing throughout the film it never feels inauthentic it never feels like it's pandering. It never feels like they're trying too hard with the jokes. What's interesting, of course, was the original novel, When You Were Mine, was actually a contemporary setting. So the oh. writers here, Michael Weber and Scott Newstadter, actually revert it back to a Shakespearean setting, which I think oh. makes it work really, really well. I think it makes it more interesting. If it was a current contemporary thing, it'd just be like, okay, no big deal. I mean, we've seen those many, many times. Like you said, 10 Things I Hate About You, Clueless. It just won't be as fun. Yeah. Whereas right. here, because it's Romeo and Rosalind, the joke is great. It's funnier. The joke is funnier. I think there's also a real understanding of what the character Rosalind was, right? Because mm. yet again, in the original play, she's only referred to, she's spoken about, she's gossiped about. Yeah. Like Mercutio calls her a pale, hard-hearted wench. Benvolio thinks she looks like a crow alongside other beautiful women. We never hear from her. And so because of that, I think even what Rebecca Searle did in her book, but even the writers of this movie, there is an awareness of how you craft this character that has only ever been gossiped about. And so I think that comes across in this film. There's also a great play on language. Like when the movie starts and Romeo is speaking in poetry, and of course, Rosalind's like, uh, why are you talking like that in just a yeah. regular American accent? Yeah. I think that works as well as a kind of subversion of what you're expecting from Shakespearean language. It's very, very smart. It's really cleverly constructed. Like It's like the writers know what they're doing. They're not just fucking about. I like it when they do that. I like it when there's a tension. There is a real poetry in the writing, despite it not being poetry, right? It's that idea that this is how in 2022, we've always, we look back on the ye old English. But it's this idea that maybe that's just how Shakespeare wrote. Nobody speaks like that in regular day. I like everything about this movie. I like the portrayal of Rosalind's father as played by our lovable Bradley Whitford. I love Minnie Driver's nurse Janet. There is Ah, a... she's so amazing. I didn't even know she was in this. And when she showed up, <laughs> I, I didn't was know. like, oh when my she God. showed up, I was like, holy crap. It's a... Nobody's too modern in that, yeah, I want my daughter to learn languages and study and stuff. But at the same time, Bradley Whitford, at the end, he's just like, yeah, you do whatever you got to do. There is a real not just subversion, but an understanding of what the tropes are in these films. It's an understanding of what the tropes are of Romeo and Juliet and, and picking your spots where you want to sit on which lane. And I think that that was really, really well done. 
I also love the depiction of both Romeo and Juliet as stupid <laughs> young idiots because yeah. when you read the play now like if you read it as a grown up that is your first yes. thought you're like you yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. idiots you know nothing <laughs> you're not in love and I like how the movie kind of leans into that and plays yeah, yeah, yeah. to it it is very funny I was watching this film and I was thinking to myself this is how you do a feminine feminist take on Romeo and Juliet like mm. there are so many of these movies that have come out of late which are like which purport to be feminist takes on classic stories and a lot of them end up being preachy or just a little dull yeah like this one understands their female characters within the context of the story and then kind of plays to its strengths it's just really really well done but it also doesn't purport to be a feminist take. It doesn't feel like it's sold like it, but of course, Rosalind is very much a strong feminist character. I don't discount that. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that it isn't. I'm just saying that it's not billed and written as a feminist take on Romeo right. and Juliet yes. and her cousin Rosalind. It just becomes naturally very feminist. Kaylin Devers, Rosalind wants to do more for her life than just be married and have kids. She she wants to have a career. She wants to see the world. She wants to do stuff. And in a world and at a time when all those were not possible, she still fought for it anyway. We highly, highly recommend this. Like both Bahir and I are huge fans of rom-coms and I for one would have loved to see this on the big screen. For me, this is everything that a rom-com should be. It's funny, it's got an interesting premise, it's got romance, it's got leads that are really, really likable. Everything kind of works to tell this story. And yeah, Karen Main, the director, has done a tremendous job with this. So watch Rosalind when it premieres on Disney Plus Hotstar. If you're listening to this outside of Malaysia, it is on Hulu. Check out this movie, you will not be disappointed. Let us know what you think once you've seen it. Also, also, if you are a Shakespeare fan, there are tons of Easter eggs here. So look out for those <laughs> yeah. as well. You can reach out on all of our social media feeds, GogglerMY. You can also email us on podcast at goggler.my or send us a WhatsApp on the Goggler hotline, 012-524-5208. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Goggler Podcast.